Welcome to another installment of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. I'm your host, Eric Emma. I am with Megan Youngblood and Sean Chase. Guys, it's been two weeks since we've been here. So, first of all, the weather is actually pretty good, considering two weeks ago it's, it was raining and all that kind of stuff. And now it's actually feeling more like October and the falls that we have up here in Michigan, which is really, really cool. So, so first of all, how was your guys' long breaks? It was good. Definitely well needed, especially the little fall break we had. It was good to catch up on some sleep and some homework, so I definitely appreciated it. Fell short. <laughs> Didn't feel as long as it should have. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So a lot has happened, and a lot is coming up, like we said two weeks ago. Uh, so to start with this show, we are going to start off with Megan. Oh. With her hockey corner, with Young Lux Hockey Corner, because there has been a lot going on. I Even though there's been with Central, with the NHL, Wings, they can take it away. I've been so excited for this because a lot has happened with the Wings, especially. They had their first game against Tampa, and that was just wild. Absolutely crazy. I was not expecting it to be that good of a game. I was kind of expecting Tampa to blow us out a little bit. Same here. But I was expecting that. And everything that happened, I mean, Larkin got kicked out of the game. Not which, expecting that. Which is always. <laughs> which is good to see, but it's also like, dang. I don't think it was handled the right way. He got suspended for one game, he, so he missed uh, two nights ago's game against. Vancouver? Yeah, he missed against Vancouver. And, Didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they still, they still managed to do well, but um, I think what Larkin did, like he stood up for himself and his other players. Because Bertuzzi, Raymond, and Sider were all getting cross-checked all game, and Larkin finally had enough and decided to throw a punch, which I don't condone. Don't be throwing punches, just but it needed to be done. I mean, he got boarded, so he was just oh, in yeah. retaliation. Well, it's not one thing for us Wingstains to see our captains going and going, you know, start fights and stuff like that, because you know we saw Zetterberg when well, he was our captain for a long. He didn't really start, he didn't provoke that many fights, and especially right. you look at. Iserman, you know, and that our entire teams were built around to protect our captain. Yep. So seeing Larkin going out, being being aggressive, stuff like that, that was that was really cool. Yeah, that, it's definitely it's shocking, but it needs to happen because we don't have anyone need, to protect him. Be tough again. We do. We don't have applicator anymore, so we don't have an enforcer, and that role is kind of going out of the NHL because a lot of more players, their goal scorers and their enforcers. And they're just protecting themselves because it's what they need to do. They can't rely on anybody else. It's needed, but when you don't have anyone, you just have to kind of do it yourself. And I give Larkin props for doing it. I mean, because he's been getting a lot of shit lately for the way he's been playing and the fact that he's not performing as well. And I think this really is going to put a whole new different image on him, that he's not just here to score goals. He's going to stand up for his team and what he thinks is right. Yeah, it's definitely a different perspective. And I think... The first of all, the way that we hand, the way that we played against the Lightning at first, I don't think the Lightning. This is this is in my eyes. I don't think the Lightning are poised to go for a three peat. I don't think so. It, it's it's October. We could right. be very very wrong about this in two right. or three months. <laughs> uh, so it could be just work them working out kinks and stuff like that. But you know the Wings, they actually showed promise again. Like we said, false hope and pre at the end of the preseason. It could be false <laughs> hope at the beginning of this regular season to start off. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. They have uh, 
couple of really good road tests to start off their year. Yeah. You know, in Montreal and Chicago. Those are good road tests. Those yeah. are the original six. Literal six, yes. So those are those games. First of all, those games are always interesting, but it's very interesting because just in the way and how the Wings performed in their first two games. They have a couple coming up this week. So, but going around the the rest of the league, Vegas, Seattle. I was impressed with the Vegas and Seattle game. Uh, there, it was Vegas's opener, and I think it was cool that it was Vegas and Seattle for the first game of the season for them both. Yeah, the two expansion teams. Um, I was impressed with Seattle. They were able to hang in there. I just don't think they have the chemistry quite yet. No, and you're gonna get that from an expansion team. That's how it's going to be. That's what it's gonna. That's what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, just finding, just finding on what they can do, right? It's just finding on, you know, who or what this team's identity is, how they can perform in the regular season, and all that stuff. So, you know, I really, I don't think they're gonna be good as Vegas was when they came in. Definitely not. Four years ago or five years ago, whatever the year was. Uh, but regardless, it's gonna be interesting to see how they perform in the West and see how they perform against East. East you know, the Eastern Conference teams, because that's going to be interesting. See how they perform yeah. against Boston, New York, Tampa, Detroit, um, all those, you know, all those teams in the East. That'll be, that, that's going to be interesting to see. It's definitely interesting. And I think they'll find their groove, but they just, they haven't yet, which I mean, it makes sense. I feel like they had all this pressure on them to start the season because everyone's comparing them to Vegas. Like they're like, oh, are you going to be as good as Vegas? Are you going to go to the cup like Vegas did? And they can't put that pressure on them because they're just going to make them crack. Like, Seattle's got to have their own. <laughs> I caught that after the fact. But Seattle's got to have their own mojo. They can't keep being compared to Vegas. It's not going to be good for them. Like, it's just not going to end up well. So they need to find their own groove. And So looking around the league, like, there's so there, like there's so many different teams, you know, that have so many different identities. I mean, you have the teams that are, like, they're like the Arizonas and the Floridas that are just, like, you know, they're just there. They're hanging out. Yeah. They've been hanging out for a while. Um, you know, then they have your teams like the Kings and the Islanders, and, you know, the Blackhawks are still hanging around. Um, you know, the Avalanche are still around, which we I really don't like to talk about them. You know, because it's a. It, it, yeah. You're from Michigan. You, don't, you know. You don't, you don't correlate with the Avalanche. That's just what you do. That is true. Um, you know, then there's all the Canada teams. You know, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, Winnipeg, all those all those teams. Uh, it's just interesting to see and so far and how these teams are just stacking up against each other. Yeah. You know, then, you know, like the Nashvilles and everyone just in the middle. So I know it's only about not even a weekend, not even a weekend, you know, but in the middle of October, because we did this two weeks ago at the end of the preseason, Oh, so God. now you, you Megan, you start you're <laughs> starting to see, you know, I'm looking. Okay, you know, Tampa's struggling a little bit. Okay, Detroit, not not too bad. We're doing all right, yeah. Vegas, uh, it's getting Seattle, shaky. No, yeah. <laughs> no. So what? Are, you know, give me your top three teams in each conference from the East oh. and the West. As of you know, right That's now, tough. Your, your top three as of right now, you know, it's. I know Detroit is definitely not one of those. <laughs> not right now. Could be. I don't know. I'm just. It. It. I don't know. It's just. It's. It's just very interesting to just think about. Like, okay, who's in contention for a cup right now at this point? Oh, uh, 
That's hard. I mean, it's hard to tell, obviously, but right now, Buffalo's surprisingly doing really well without their captain, Jack Eichel. And we've been talking about that for quite some time. So I was surprised to see that. I thought for sure that it wouldn't go. I was hoping that Buffalo would do really bad. That sounds horrible, but I feel bad for Jack Eichel. I want him to play, and I was like, oh, maybe if Buffalo does bad, they'll be like, okay, we need you, but he hasn't played a single game. And he has offers, too, but Colorado literally called Buffalo and said we will take him, but they don't want to retain his salary. So Not yet. Hmm. And I'm like, well, Hmm. but I think Buff. I don't think Buffalo's going to be good in the long run, though. They're going to – especially with the Eichel thing going on, it's going to – Yeah, it's going to break the team. Really, really quick. I think the the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing pretty good right now, as good as they could be. I mean, they're without their star player Malkin and Crosby, and Brian Rust is out of late (laughs) Aaron you're breaking my heart over here I'm a Crosby fan oh that crybaby oh that's just like Claude Lemieux it's just those names that you can't you can't shake no you can't Crosby's one of those names oh I I would I would despise the man even more if he played for the Avalanche but he plays for Pittsburgh which is you know those two teams are right next to each other in my book because of what Pittsburgh's done to Detroit in the past so yeah I do not like Crosby at all when I was little I had a shirt that had describing the shirt it was black it had a penguin on it and the penguin was crying, and the penguin had 87 in the middle of its chest, in the middle of it. Oh, and God. on the back, it said Crybaby yeah. 87. So that's where I stand. Yeah, okay. So you have Buffalo, you have Pittsburgh, and who's the last in the, in the East? Ooh. I mean, right now, Florida's leading. The Florida Panthers are leading the East Conference. So. Again, like I just said a few seconds ago, they're just there. There, yeah. But, you know, they sometimes pull stuff together that we're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I think Tampa honestly could do it too. I mean, looking so at, they have good control right now. Like, they were down in the Wings game, and they managed to come back and win it. Yeah. And overtime is their specialty. I knew the minute we went to overtime, I was like, yeah, we just lost. And everyone's like, what? Like, my friend was like, how do you know that? I'm like, just just watch the game. We, I, I don't know. We do not match up against Tampa when it comes to overtime because they have so no. many better lines, so yeah. many better options. We don't have that right now. So that's the East. I'm going, I think I'm going with Pittsburgh's going to be up there, Tampa, and then maybe Florida Pan- the other Florida Panthers. Okay. So that's what Florida I got to say. The West. Vegas, Chicago, Nashville, Seattle. Yeah. I think Colorado's going to be at the top of that oh, for most of the year. I know man. we just started. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is really not a good take so far. Um, but Colorado has been rocking the league for a couple of years now, and I think this year might actually be that they might do a little better than before. You know, I think they've they've kind of got a taste for it these past couple of years, and now they're like hungry, hungry for it. So I definitely they're gonna be at the top throughout the whole season, getting there, and they'll find their break like halfway through the season, like they usually do. I hope they come in last in the West. <laughs> oh I do. I hope they come in last. <sighs> they don't deserve anything. All these years later, I still will not forgive them for what they did to Draper. Nope. 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 Yeah. And they deserved what every single punch and every ounce of blood that they lost. During both fight nights at during both fight nights at the jump, they deserve yeah. it. Yeah, I don't like them, but I mean, so Colorado's one. Yeah, I I think Vegas can climb their way up there. Oh yeah, they're I one. mean, yeah. you they're the misfits. That's literally what they're called, the misfits, and they're gonna climb their way up there. They're gonna sneak their way in. So Seattle's the super misfits then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. They're just the crackheads. That's what Seattle is basically. They're just crackheads. They're crackheads for the crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> literally. Okay, so. 
Avalanche, Golden Knights. Do the Blackhawks stand a chance? Um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they struggled this weekend. They yeah, were. They yeah, they did. They went to Pittsburgh. Flurry came back to Pittsburgh, possibly for the last time in his career, and he got pulled in the first 13 minutes. Yikes. So, yeah, and I think Flurry needs to find his groove. Flurry always goes in a drought at one point in the season. Yeah. And I mean they he's have shown that he showed he showed that with his time in Vegas, he showed that that his time in Pittsburgh is well. Yeah. So. so he always finds a drought. I mean, he's hate to say it, he's getting up there in age. I guarantee you he's in the last 5 seasons, maybe even less of his career. And that he just needs to find his groove and I think probably a little bit of the chemistry too because I yeah. mean there's all that drama during the summer of the trade and I'm oh, yeah. sure it rattles the team and I mean Flurry's one of the nicest guys you meet as I've heard and so I'm sure he just wants to win and play games but if you don't if you still have that thought in the back of your head you're not gonna be able to trust your team to score up goals for you and to back you up but I mean Chicago has Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves who are like good players and they're good people the veterans and they're going to protect their goalie no matter what so i think they could maybe squeak in this year but they've had struggles in the past they just it seems like those two guys have been around for like 25 years literally like it's been they've been around for our lifetime i know so now real quick before we conclude your 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 corner here central yeah hockey teams yes tell us more all right they won this weekend i forget the score but they they're looking good and i'm really excited um to see where they go this weekend they have a double home games against robert morris this weekend on friday and saturday right and i'm very excited you know they added two new players to their roster as well okay. uh i haven't had a chance to get with them yet but uh i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking that they're uh they're here for a reason and but i'm also wondering why so late in the season or not so late. I mean, it's only like the third or fourth game. But if, like if they added them in this, like December. Right, then, but like more of a puzzling move. Yeah, so I got to get with uh, Coach Cadline on that. So yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. So that is Young Bugs Hockey Corner. So Sean, what's up? The NBA starting up, my friend. Yes, sir, and I'm ready. So we are done with the preseason. There are headlines going into the NBA season of. Okay, we got the Nets, we got the Lakers, yeah, yeah, we got the quote-unquote super teams forming again. Yep. You know, then we have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson coming back. They're healthy. Yes, sir. The Pistons have Cade Cunningham, who makes his debut this week. We have the Bulls, who just basically just made their, old, their own old super team, kind of, if you will. Yep. Because they have Lonzo, they have DeMar, they have Vucevic, they have all you know, they have all these guys put in the place. Zach Levine. And they have Zach Levine as well. So we have all of these headlines going all around the league. We have Oklahoma, we have Oklahoma City scouting middle school kids already because they have draft picks so far into the future <laughs> that it's ridiculous. Spurs are re, Spurs are re, uh, regrouping, rebranding in what could be Popovich's last year at, at the helm of that team. The Magic and the Heat down in Florida, still hanging around. They're still hanging around. This is all what I'm just getting pre, you know, at the end of the preseason heading into this season. The Celtics not looking great. Sixers, that's just a whole big question mark. Uh, is, you know, like an old cartoon, just have a huge question mark and maybe some squiggles just because, you know, Philly fans are pretty mad about that. So... And with the whole Ben Simmons thing, so sitting right, so sitting right now, what are first of all talking to Pistons? Let's talk to Pistons. My Very favorite young thing. Core. I Kate, love that young core. Kate Cunningham 
coming in number one overall. They get a good test against good veterans against the Bulls their first game. They do. They get a they get a really good test. Granted, it's at home, but what are you expecting so far? What's you know we've seen all that we need to see from the preseason. So what are you so what are you thinking? You know how good can this Pistons team? Can they be an eight seed, or are we still maybe a year or two away from getting to the eight or seven seed in the East? I think it all truly depends on how well Cade plays because we didn't get to see much of him this preseason. He's still day-to-day. Hopefully he plays the starting game of the season. That's what Dwayne Casey's saying. Everybody should expect it. If he comes in and plays the way he does with his lunch pail and brings Detroit back to the old 4 Pistons, I think we're going to scratch 8th seed, maybe get in the play-in game. If he struggles out of the gate, which is possible, he's a lanky point guard who relies heavily on his shooting, it's going to be hard to do when the floor is not getting space because they're going to come after you. Although Jeremy Grant... I don't know if many yeah. people are keeping track of him, but he is playing outside his mind right now. So he is. He's he. All these players on this roster, granted, you know everything that the Pistons have been doing the past four or five years with the whole, you know, with the Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, all that stuff. Yep. That's all gone. All of them are gone. You know, there's Dwayne Casey still trying to prove that he belongs here as a coach for the Pistons after what he did with the Raptors and their successes, you know, up until, you know, they left and they ended up winning a championship. Uh, so, I mean, the Pistons, they got the Bulls two straight games. They got they got them at home. They got them at home. And then they got them Saturday, October 23rd in Chicago. You know, then they have two, and then they have a couple of tough road games, Atlanta and Philly. Not easy. No. Not easy, especially the way Atlanta's been, you know, revving up the past couple of years. Philly, Question mark. The Magic at home, interesting, especially because the Magic are in the same boat as the Pistons, you know, with that rebuilding type of stuff. And, you know, because they got, because the Magic drafted Suggs in the first round, so that's going to be interesting how they use him. And then the Pistons have a really, really tough four games in a row at Brooklyn, at home against the Fenny Champ Bucks, at home against Philly, and then home, and at home against Brooklyn. So, that, so and by then, we're already in the beginning of November. Not an easy schedule at all. No. No, no, no. This schedule does not favor Detroit, but it's a good test in the beginning. Oh, no doubt. And it, as you said, it does not favor Detroit. You mentioned Brooklyn and Philly. They play them multiple times. They also got a CLA and Golden State later on in November. It's going to be a battle for the Pistons. Yeah, and you know, yeah, like you said, they play the Lakers twice in November. Uh you know, then the schedule lightens up a little bit. You know, the Bucks obviously is four times a year. There's no yeah. beating, beating around them. Yeah. The Bulls they get out of the way two of them early, Just which will be very early. nice. Really nice. So we won't have to worry about seeing the Bulls for a while. The Cavs, eh, not really. The Pacers, like I said two weeks ago, they're there. Yeah. They're always there. They're not real. They win, but we're they're not championship caliber. No, they, I weren't, agree. they haven't been cha- championship caliber since Reggie Miller, since the Reggie Miller days. Yes, sir. And even then, they couldn't get over, get over the hump because they still had there was still a lot of talent in their way. So, yeah, just looking at the Pistons' schedule, it's just it's very interesting to see on what they could what they could do. You know, then you have these other teams around the league. You have the Warriors, which if they're healthy again, oh boy. 
people forgot about them, and they are making a mistake because they're going to be on fire this year. Everyone's thinking Lakers, 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 Lakers. Some maybe Clippers, eh, some, but Golden State's like all of a sudden ever, out of everyone's mind. Yep. Do you not remember what Golden State has done in the past? What they have? Yes, yeah, sure, they have Durant. That's now in the Nets. Different conference, different story. They were better without him, though, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So. But now Curry's Curry's healthy, Clay's healthy. They still have Wiggins. They have Draymond. Yep. Who's not a scorer like he once was. Back in back his days as a Spartan and or his beginning of his career, but he's still a floor manager. He can pass, he can rebound, he can block. He's a really good floor spacer. So for Golden State, I really see them making a run, making the making the Lakers sweat. Oh no doubt. A lot this season. The Clippers, I don't see a big threat from them this year. They had their time, and I think their window's already passed. Yep. You know, if they were, if we were talking a couple, you know, five or six years ago with. The you know Lop City, the big three, yeah, they still had time. They had time. That group couldn't put anything together. This group, I think their window's done already. So now in the battle for California, it's Los Angeles and Golden State. The honest, because Golden State they they play each other four times. They're yep. the same division in the West. I think Golden State will take three out of the four. To be honest, I can't argue with that because the Lakers, as I said before, in 2013 they would have been a great team. If you'd have put all these pieces together in their prime, yeah. which they're not all out of their prime yet, but there you have to look at the it's getting closer. Like, yeah, like Westbrook's not in his prime. No. LeBron is not in his prime. No. And do we even know if Westbrook can pass the ball? Like, he he has average triple-doubles multiple times in his career. Yeah. But with this many pieces, he's going to try to stand out above LeBron, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and that's going to lead to chemistry problems. That's yeah. going to lead to locker room problems. But look at the teams that Westbrook. Westbrook's been on in the past. Wizards this past year, there were really, besides Bradley Beal, no superstars. Right? It True. was just him owning the show. Yep. Houston, yeah, they had Hard- Harden was around, but Harden was injured a couple of times. Westbrook was owning that. Yeah. The Thunder at the end, really nobody around either. So this is Westbrook's ultimately, you know, besides his beginnings with Durant and Harden yep. and Ibaka, and going back all the way back to 2012. This is his his first real his first test in a long time and nearly a decade. So, I really want to see what this team. I'm I'm interested in to see if this Laker team is going to fall apart quickly. If they're going to just like everyone's going to be hit the panic button like oh boy this is not good this is really not good or or the Lakers just going to you know come out late show three sixty oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah but they have the Warriors first game of the year. That's just that's it's gonna be interesting. That's a perfect Phoenix. way to start the season, though. Phoenix, Get it out right now. Phoenix is still here. Phoenix is not going away as long as still as long as Devin Booker is still scoring and Chris Paul is still producing. They are not going away. <laughs> as long as long as even if Chris Paul does leave, it's Devin Booker's team. True. It is Devin Booker's team, and it will be Devin Booker's team until he retires a loss. A son, or he leaves and takes over another team. Hopefully, Detroit comes back to the mitten because he's from Grand Rapids. So that would be nice. Put him and Kate Cunningham together. And if <laughs> Kate Cunningham still sticks around and he doesn't bail like every other, Kate ain't never gonna leave. Piston uh, in the past, like just ask Blake Griffin on that. True, but um, everybody hated Blake. They loved him in the beginning. True. Like him at the end. That big old salary that made people hate him quickly. I mean, the Lakers—they have an easier schedule. You know, it's Golden State in the beginning, tough. Phoenix in the beginning, tough. First two games are tough. 
And you have the Grizzlies. Spurs could Spurs could cause mayhem. You don't know. Yeah, they're a question then, mark. Thunder, Cavs, two games in the Rockets, Thunder, Blazers, Hornets, Heat. Really? <laughs> that is a, a pretty light schedule for them. Really? November 17th, I think, is their next, their first really true test. You know, 15th and the 17th. They have the Bulls, then they have the Bucks. Could be interesting. The Bucks is a good test for them to see if they're really they going to stick through. They have four East teams from the 15th to the 21st. Bulls, Bucks, Celtics, Classic, Pistons. Hmm. Interesting. So this, so that could be interesting. The Nets are always an interesting team to talk about, especially because Kyrie Irving and his little uh, little off season show with the his vaccination status and all that stuff. Durant, they resigned Aldridge. Yep. Who re, you know he retired and now with his heart and all that stuff, he's back. You know, kudos to him. Thank you know, I'm glad that nothing went tragically wrong. But it's just, it seems like the Mets are like the Lakers. They just have a bunch of has-beens. But I think that not having Kyrie is going to be better for the Nets, if that makes sense. I think so. Because, and I'm not trying to degrade Kyrie, but it seems like since he won that championship with LeBron, anywhere he's gone, he's tried to make a name that I don't need LeBron. He had a humongous trouble trying to integrate himself into the Boston Celtics, which is one of my favorite teams in the league. And he throttled that whole roster. Made that team look like it was nothing. Now you're going to see KD be able to handle the ball. I think James Harden's a better point guard than he is a two anyway. So Yeah, it's just interesting how their bigs will play. True, because Harden does not facilitate the paint, and Kyrie does. So I can give you that as a valid point. And Kyrie, I just... I, I don't think they have got... I don't think that Brooklyn's get, gave in, or given Kyrie Irving a shot. Really, because all that tox, you know, that toxicity, it just came with them from Boston. The True. And everyone just threw him out the window quickly. Yeah. Just we don't want to deal with him. Like he's he's here. I'm like yeah, okay, he's great. You know, he's shown you know, you know, fantastic strides in the past. You know, won that championship like you said in sixteen and all that stuff. But I don't think they, the city's really given him a chance. I really don't. I can agree with you on that. And so it'll be interesting. All these teams, you know. Teams that people forget about, you know, it's teams like, you know, like we were talking in hockey that people forget about. Teams like the Jazz, you forget they exist. Teams like Portland, you forget they exist and they're actually good. Uh, You know. Dallas even, the Mavericks are good too. The Mavericks are good. You know, people forget about these teams. You know, Damian Lowe and the Blazers, Luka and the Mavs, um, Spidey and – Spida and the um, Jazz. Yep. People forget about these teams. And these West teams, the West has shown for about the last 20 years, 25, 30 years, that even the middle of the pack down towards the end of these, down towards the end of the, barely making the playoffs, they're good. Oh, no doubt. They're good. These teams are good. So, like I asked Megan, your top three, before the season starts, Megan had a little bit of advantage to see a little bit of what these teams can do. Granted, it's only a couple games. Now we're sitting days before tip-off. What are your top three in the East, top three in the West? I know the Lakers and the Nets are one of them for each conference. The Nets are in the East. I think they're my number one team. And then I'm going to shock some people. I think I want 
I'm putting Atlanta at number two. I think they. Okay. I think Trey Young, the how he responded to New York hating him and just shimmying on him after threes and ice in his veins, like I love that. Well, they'll take the shimmy away from Curry. That's that's Curry's. The shimmy is always. <laughs> True, but Trey Young when he did it in the Garden with everyone in that building wanting his head, that just especially Spike Lee. Oh no doubt. <laughs> And then the third team for me, I think it's Miami. I think Jimmy Butler and them down there have they're starting to figure it out. They have Pe- True. And they, they made a run in the bubble and people said, Oh, it's a bubble, it's the bubble. Well it was the bubble and the True. bubble should have an asterisk next to it, just like the NHL should have an asterisk <laughs> next to it. I mean LeBron still got another chip. I, I can't say that I give you it should have an asterisk to some extent, but I that chemistry that Jimmy Butler built with that team. I think it's going to carry him this well, year. Plus, so. they paid, paid Duncan Robinson, too. True. They paid him. But now he's getting Michigan cocky. Man. He's getting real cocky, and it makes me nervous. Well, that's what happens when you go to Michigan, right? That's what happens when you go to Michigan <laughs> and play basketball there. Just, just, ask, just, ask, just ask Trey Burke what happened. Valid just, point. <laughs> just ask Trey Burke. I'm trying to think of any other any relevant Michigan player, if there ever is one nowadays in the NBA. Karis LeVert is still a little bit relevant, but not extremely. Yeah, no. You know, you ask about, you know, who are the relevant state guys? Michigan State? Well, the first guy you think is Draymond. No doubt. 100%. That's the first name that popped into my head was Draymond Green. Exactly. Even so, when people say he's washed, he's still good. He's still good. So those are the, your East. It's tough in the West. It's best in the West. I think it's easier in the West for me because okay. I, I think Phoenix, Golden one, State, one, two. Dallas. The Lakers not in the top three? No. I, man, I this guy, <laughs> I love this guy. The Lakers are not even the top three. Phoenix as a one is is an interesting take. I just think Devin Booker's coming out for blood this year. I think he's going to be a man possessed. If I, they stay healthy, I true agree with that pick. Golden State, I really like two. We'll see how. Even though one game against the Lakers, if they drop it, big deal. It's the first game of the year. It'd be nice to see him come out firing though. It's big deal for you know, even though this comes out after we have talked about it, and we'll know everyone will know the final results. True, but it'll be interesting. I really because I really want to see what Golden State can do. Dallas number three, interesting because Luca. He's just know, too good. Luca's Luca's great. He's a great player, but comparing you know, just seeing what we you know what they have built with him, like with Porzingis and. Oh, maybe a Tim Hardaway Jr. Eh, True. Maybe, maybe throw him in there. Um, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see what Dallas does. I mean, they, they're trying to build their core. Boban, everyone loves Boban. Boban is, no matter if you hate the Mavericks, you love Boban. True. <laughs> Boban is just one of those guys that are just, you just love them. Everyone just loves them. And it's just rare for any sport that everybody loves a certain player. One guy. Yeah. I don't think there's this guy in professional football, baseball, or hockey, or any other sport, soccer, whatever, that people absolutely, everyone loves. I can't Even think of anybody. Teams. But Bowman's one of those guys. Toby Big, yes. So, um, so interesting. So, Phoenix, Golden State, and Dallas. So, where do the Lakers, real quick, before we jump into the world of football here, where do the Lakers stand right now? They, are they in your top eight? Oh, no doubt. They're four. No doubt. They, they're there, your four. And any one of those four could switch depending 
But I just don't see L.A. being able to put it all together, and it's going to start fast. If they drop that first one to Golden State, who knows what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's going to fall quick, and I agree with that. So that is now – I'm trying to to think here. Sean, trying to think of a name for Sean's corner for NBA. Hmm. Sean's swishing corner, maybe. Hmm. I'm not against it. I like it. I like it. Everything I had thought in my head had swear words, so I couldn't <laughs> say it. Okay. So, so Sean Swishing Corner. Say that three times fast. <laughs> I don't think I can say it once. As you're listening to this. So now we're jumping into the world of football, and more specifically college football. Oh, boy, has it been a busy two weeks. Woo-hoo. Um, and, okay, so we're not going to jump into what we talked about two weeks ago in previous preview those matchups. We're just going to talk about what is happening now and what's going to happen in the future. So Michigan State barely gets out of Indiana. Barely gets out of Indiana. 20-15, to 15, even though they were 4.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get out of there. They get the bye. We're going to go into Michigan, going into Michigan like we all predicted, undefeated. Michigan had the bye last week. They got Northwestern this week. They shouldn't have any problems. Shouldn't have that many problems. If something does happen, oh man, is that just going to take a lot of this energy out for when they meet Not in two weeks? Oh my gosh, that's going to take everything out. Hoping at this time next week we come back and say, all right, this is basically the biggest matchup that we're going to talk about. This is the only college football game we're going to talk about <laughs> is Michigan and Michigan State because both of them are in or even higher up in the top ten than they were two weeks ago when we were last here with you all. So Michigan State is ranked, correct me if I'm wrong, they are seventh yes, sir. in the yep. country. Seventh. And Michigan is sixth. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just, I have no words to just think about on how good this matchup is going to be if Michigan can pull off. And Northwestern must have a huge chip on their shoulder. See, but you keep saying it, now I'm getting nervous. So you are making me nervous that we're not going to hold on. Oh, Lord no. has to have a chip on their shoulder saying, like, oh, my gosh, we're playing the sixth best team in the country. We're playing Michigan. I, I don't know. Is that, that game's at Big House or is in uh, Let me check real North, quick. If, or if it's in uh, Illinois and Northwestern. Because That's what, real, what I – the prediction is Sean's seeing where that location's at. That prediction I had about – It's in the Big House. Okay, they shouldn't have any problems. Yeah. No, they're going to handle them. Considering that I think Michigan's only played one road game this entire season, even though we're going into week. That's crazy. Week eight, they've played six home games. Seems kind of ridiculous in my opinion, but. Seems cool to me. <laughs> but, so Michigan will be 7-0. State will be 7-0 going in, into this game. We'll cover that. We'll, cover, we'll talk more about that next week. In terms of the other teams in, in the top 25, Georgia's number one. Cincinnati's number two. Bama's three. Oklahoma four. Ohio State five. Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan number six. State number seven. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State eight. Penn State nine. Iowa ten. Okay, so that prediction of me having Iowa and Penn State in the Big Ten championship game, I think that's out the window at this point. Granted, things could happen down the stretch, but that Iowa loss to Purdue, that was bad. No doubt, that hurt them. That was bad. That hurt them. Oh, that hurt them tremendously. 
Penn State, they're still hanging around. They can make something happen. If they beat Michigan and Michigan State, they're right back in this big time. Oh, definitely. But as of right now, they're not. Old Miss, number 11. Coastal Carolina, number 12. Coastal Carolina, number 12. They're creeping their way up. Just like Cincinnati, you know, they crept their way up. They're in the top two. That's crazy. It's just, I don't I can't even recall what conference Cincinnati's in. Big yeah. East? Something it's like either that. the Big East or the American. Something like that. Then in Oregon, 14. Wake Forest is 13. Notre Dame, 15. They're in the American. Six, yeah. Kentucky, 16. SMU, then Baylor, NC State, Texas A&M. San Diego State, Pitt, Auburn, UTSA, and the Utes of Utah. Cap it off number uh, at the number 25. So... Purdue and Purdue even jumped twenty six spots, even though they're unranked. They deserved it though. I they think they're ranked. They gave it to Iowa, so they did. And and you know we I, I don't know if we talked about it or in the past, but Purdue always produces one huge upset against a Big Ten team in the year. Yep. They've done it to Ohio State in the past. They've done it to Penn. They've done it to Penn State. Now they did it to Iowa. So and now. With the reports in the SEC, more specifically a team that Central Michigan played earlier in the year, LSU, Ed Oregon is out. That shocked me. He's, he's out, which is insane because of all the stuff, all the just the winning that he's produced. He won him a national title two years ago with Burrow. It's just, you know, granted last year, COVID season, 5-5. Five and five. 2018, 10 and 3, 2017, 9 and 4. Good seasons. But he's out. He will not return next season. Do you still get paid? So what are your so Sean, what are your thoughts about this LSU move here? I was shocked by it because as you mentioned that championship, he's a son of Louisiana. He's from Louisiana. Go Tigers. And like you just said, he's the most Louisiana accented person I've ever heard in my life. He <laughs> he sounds like he belongs with that team. And now I'm hearing that Mel Tucker might leave Michigan State to go down there, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that's been that's been the conversation. Michigan State's undefeated. Mel Tucker has taken has taken over a culture that D'Antonio built for so many years. We talked about this so many years. And look what he has done. Granted, the first year or so was rough to watch, but that he was just getting the wheels going right. And as I'm looking at the uh, LSU thing here, of course, they show the Central Michigan score. Um, and just look at what Tucker's done. The recruits he's gotten in. You know, Thorne has been has been playing great. Walker has been one of the best running backs in the country. Their defense is returning to what it used to be back when they were, you know, the Rose Bowl and the Cotton Bowl era teams. You know, I just don't. I understand, but Michigan State's not a stepping school. It's not a stepping. No. School. It's a school where you come and you stay and you build your program. Yep. Right. I mean, Mel Tucker. I forgot where he came from. Colorado. Colorado, I think. Colorado. Colorado is a stepping school. Yeah. He came to Michigan State to build a culture, but I. But now to leave to go to LSU. I get it. It's SEC. It's big. It's bigger. Everything's bigger in the SEC. It's bigger down south. I get it. But it wouldn't make sense. That's what I think too. Why would you want to leave? Yeah, I don't think it makes sense. Especially when he's like you mentioned, he's building something in my, or in East Lansing right now that. So you're telling me if Michigan State loses a, a 
min a maximum of three games this year, and they win a potentially maybe a Big Ten championship, or they you know they post maybe like they post up ten wins or eleven wins this year, and they win a bowl game, and he leaves. I do not see that happening at all. I don't think it will. I don't either. That I, just at this point of the year, you're the seventh best team in the country. Where's LSU? Not even in the top twenty-five. Not even close. I don't. I I wouldn't understand that move. There's a lot of other candidates out there that that could be worthy of that LSU spot. But Mel Tucker, really? Hmm. Depending on what they pay him, though, they they paid Odron seventeen million to leave. You know. <laughs> It'd be hard to turn down that type of money to come over there and coach. Yeah, but still, I mean, just the. But Tucker's already building his brand. Right. True. I don't think he wants to leave what he's already built. I mean, he's getting his feet wet still, in a sense. Which makes me think: is it just a media thing that they're trying to hype up? That's what I think. Is it a media thing they're trying to hype up? I mean, I don't know if they've asked him about you know all this LSU stuff that's been going on, but. You know, maybe they have. Maybe he has got. Maybe he said something about it. I don't know, but I have a feeling this is all what the media wants. Yeah. Especially the people down to the SEC network because, you know, they, you know they're covering you know Coach O's all that kind of stuff. They're like, yeah, let's talk about Tucker. You know, maybe, maybe you should bring in Harbaugh. Please do take him. We're talking Tucker, and after he built this culture, well, I'm gonna say. Harbaugh built what somewhat of a culture there in Michigan. I don't know if you want to say built. He, killed, culture, the culture. he killed the culture. He killed the culture. Sean is the Michigan guy. He said he he just destroyed the culture. Even though they just extended Harbaugh for five more years, which I got a whole lot of thoughts on that. Which probably has Sean teary eyed over there, um, and Megan dying laughing over there as well. Just I don't know. It's just all interesting. Maybe bringing a guy from the NFL who couldn't make it. Urban Meyer. <laughs> I was waiting for that one to come up. I was waiting for it. Hmm. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer to LSU. He huh? put it on a tee. I had to. So you saw Urban Meyer to Florida, then to Ohio State, then to Jacksonville, fired after a year, which I don't think that's still not going to happen. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to get fired after one year. That's not going to happen. Now that they won a game, it's a lot less likely, but. I, I don't think it's after that video came out. I was like, "Oh, he's wrapped up." But still, yeah. that's his own restaurant. That's the whole thing. He owns the place. Oh, see, they did him dirty then. I did not know I that. Didn't know that he either. Owns the <laughs> they did him so dirty. I didn't know that. He owns that place. That's the whole thing. That's the whole one thing the media leaves out because they want to make him look like a bad guy. Because exactly. <laughs> that's a crucial point, right? That there. That is. That's very. I did not know that at all. Yeah, me. He's owner or part owner or something. He has some ownership stake in that place. That he was alleged, you know, we could get into the whole story, but this is kind of a PG show. <laughs> and this situation so, wasn't. So moving on to that, so yeah, so juggling all of that, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Now, stepping aside from all this coaching controversy in the middle, we're going to get into another controversy that happened down in Knoxville, Tennessee. When Tennessee fell to number 12 Ole Miss, but that wasn't the highlight of the highlight. The thirty-one twenty-six final wasn't the highlight. The highlight was what happened with the people in attendance of that game. That it reminds me. The first thing you know, seeing all that stuff be thrown onto the field and stuff, it reminds me of Bottlegate. To be honest, yeah. If, if you 
anyone out there listening remembers the infamous bottle gate had happened in Cleveland with the Browns some time ago. Yeah, it was ba- that that instance was bad for the NFL. They want you to forget that. This is fresh. This is hot off the presses. Yeah. So, and people are still trying to digest what happened. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts about what happened if you if you have seen it. It didn't didn't seem too out of bounds to me because I know how Tennessee is and I know how SEC football gets, but I also know that that's the type of stuff that will kill a program quickly. I was in attendance at Michigan for Michigan Appalachian State, so I, I kind of know what a big loss feels like. And Bless you on that. Uh, thank you. I got sunburned, help a lady with her broke down car, all sorts of things, and we lost that game. And then the kick was blocked. And that in the end zone. In it, the Appalachian State Mountaineers, they stunned the world. He kicked it into the corner I was sitting in, too. So it was like, it got blocked in front of my face. But we didn't throw anything on the field. Like, you got to be bigger than that as a fan. That's my whole take. Well, this is, the again, the SEC. It's the most praised conference in all of college football. You can't do that. No. You can't. You don't see Alabama fans doing that. You got to have control over, like, at the end of the day, like, yes, it's big, important, but it, it's also a game. You don't see You don't see Mississippi State fans doing that. No. You know, you don't see, with all the LSU stuff that's been going on, you don't see LSU fans doing that. Right, you got to have control. Florida, I mean, Georgia, all these different, all these teams, you don't see people doing that. That's mm-hmm. just, that's just, it's just horrible, and I just hope everything just, you know, this instance just blows over and all that kind of stuff. Just, it, repair, it just, the, the wound heals pretty quick on this. So if we look in the week eight out of fourteen, over the halfway point already, we have Cincy playing Navy this week, Illinois and Penn State, Northwestern and Michigan, Oklahoma and Kansas. Which, okay, if this was a basketball matchup, that would be more intriguing. <laughs> but this is a football one, so that one's not even worth mentioning. Wake Forest and Army could be interesting. Army, the armed forces, armed force teams, especially you know, Sean, you served. True. Um, and I ride for Army. As we, you know, again, we say thank you for your service as always. The the service teams, the service academies, Army, Navy, not so much Navy this year, but Army and Air Force have been great this year. No doubt, they have been great. Army especially. It just boggles my mind every time I watch Army and the Army-Navy game every year. I'm like, these guys never throw passes ever. All they do is run the ball all the time. It's just, it's just baffling. It just it makes me want to watch them, to be honest. I'm like, okay, I know their quarterback's not going to attempt 45 passes this game. He'll probably attempt five. <laughs> so... It's definitely interesting. Purdue is in the top 25. Yes, sir. They are number 25. They are playing Wisconsin. Not really that big, you know, not really like, wow, these are some fantastic matchups this week. Hmm. Not so much. Next week, next week, next week we're going to get into it. Next week, we're, that, it, we're you know, you guys better bring your talking points because <laughs> oh, I'm on that. we have two Big Ten top ten matchups. Okay. Two Big Ten top ten matchups. Take, depending on where they stand, if they stay as, you know, if the standings stay if they, you know, where they are now. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. 
Need I say more? <laughs> it's going to be a good weekend. Yep. Lit. Miss, Old Miss and Auburn. Okay. Looks, that looks really good as well. That'll be a great well, game. The two talking points for next week, make sure you guys come back. We're not done yet, but make sure the key point for you guys to come back. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State for us to talk about. Even Georgia, Florida. Yeah, that's be a good one too. Te- Texas Baylor, like, there's a lot of good games coming. There's up. a lot of good games, and you know it would be a see a show on a podcast produced by CM Life without us mentioning our chips. Scary win over Toledo <laughs> in overtime. Scary. Okay, to be going fast forward all the way to the end of the game. I don't know what McElwain was doing, running the ball three times and then punting. That was a head scratcher. I didn't really understand that. But defense prevailed. We ended up winning. D. Rich looked he looked good. Some instances not so good. But we're four and three now. That the next that was one game, in my opinion, of the three in this stretch that are the toughest in our schedule. Northern Illinois is next. They have been playing tough football all year long. Especially their first win of the year, they beat Georgia Tech. I mean, that's impressive in itself. Even if they, that, that was their only win. But Nor- Northern Illinois is a good team. And then it's the almighty rivalry game. Besides besides the Michigan-Michigan State game, it is Western and Central. I don't know about that. We'll, th- we'll get to that more when that, get, when that game gets closer. But these two, the game one out of the tough three in this stretch, Done. Done. Win. Four and three. Two games away from clinching a bowl. No matter what. That'd be cool. But that's not what we want. We want a Mac we wanna we want to win the division. We want to win the Mac title. We want to get to a high bowl game. I'm hoping the quick lane bowl in Detroit, because that'd be cool. Mac title game in Detroit, quick lane bowl in Detroit. That'd be really cool for me until like twenty minute drive. (laughs) (laughs) That's only twenty minute drive, especially on Christmas break. So that'd be that would be really, really cool. So now we're gonna transition finally into the National Football League. This was a weird week. If I I mean let's just, you know, address the elephant in the room that is the winless lions. <laughs> Only team without a win in the NFL. Yep. And even Jag- the Jags got a win this week. Across the pond. They got it across the pond. Against a Miami team that wasn't that really good, but yeah, regardless, a win's a win. The Lions, we showed poise at the beginning of the year. Okay, we compete. We can compete with San Fran. We can compete with Green Bay for a half. We almost beat Baltimore until you know that happened. <laughs> we almost beat Minnesota. We were that close. And I admire Dan Campbell for going for two on that. Yep. I admire him for going for two on that. And, you know, he would he would have gotten chewed out if he wouldn't have picked it up. But he got the praise that he picked it up. Defense just absolutely just choked on that last drive to allow Cousins to connect with Thielen three times and then kick the field goal for the win. And what a shock, the score was 19-17. to We can't get away from that score, can we? <laughs> nope. And so this game against Cincinnati... Joe Burrow, first of all, is my fantasy quarterback in two leagues. <laughs> he did awesome. He did awesome. Put up 28 points. He outscored Aaron Rodgers, who was my opponent. It was awesome. But 
but it just looked like just Cincinnati just beat Detroit. It didn't even it, it didn't even look it, they did it with just no effort. They made it look easy, and they I started driving at halftime because I could not watch any more of the Lions just getting throttled. That bad. It's and oh, that's why I have red zones. That way I could pick any other game but that. But mm-hmm. the only time I tune in is just to make sure that what that Joe Burrow threw a touchdown. What you did, he threw three of them. <laughs> and I'm glad that he looked good, but I also got to this point in my head is where it's the Lions, so who knows how good you really are. Burrow has performed this season, and I have, I'm have i very high on him as a quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah. I am, too. But I what? Too. But it's I'm Detroit. And potential comeback player of the year. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And to Jamar see him. Chase, maybe rookie of the year. I, I don't know. I hope he's not because I got a bet on Mac Jones, but he is contending. I will give you that. Minnesota, a really good game against Carolina. Shouldn't win the overtime, but a really thrilling overtime win. Baltimore just stomped the Chargers. That was I surprising. Almost, I was almost going to say San Diego, but <laughs> And speaking of L.A., the other L.A. team just stomped, just put, just stomped New York, which kind of was expected. No doubt. That was definitely expected. People were talking like, oh, Daniel Jones is going to keep it close. You got to stop sleeping on Matthew Stafford. I am, I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> like people, are like, oh, he's not that good. Bull crap. Yeah, I agree with the bull crap on that because Stafford is, my opinion, top three quarterback in the league right now. Mm-hmm. He's proven himself that Detroit was holding him back, and that he's trying to make a name for himself outside of it. Well, here's the thing too: Stafford and Detroit had weapons. We talked about this before. Stafford and Detroit, he had the weapons. He had Megatron. He had Golden Tate. He had Burleson. Um, I'm trying to think of the other tight ends. Uh, he had Pettigrew for a little bit, which wasn't the greatest. Um, he had Tony. Oh yeah, I don't think he had Tony Scheffler. He did not have Tony Scheffler. He um, had Ebron at one point, but that's not really. A weapon. He wasn't as good as he is that's, now. That's not really a weapon even nowadays. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that so much. He had the running backs. I mean, he had he had Reggie Bush. He had Javid Best for a little bit um, until injuries had to for, force him to retire. Then I'm trying to think of the other running backs. He had, he had that. Joy Bell. He had the yeah. He had the Joy Bell. I'm doing this Joy Bell handway celebration right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the whole busts of Carryon Johnson and Amir Abdullah. And so then then DeAndre Swift a little bit, and now then and not then you know out. So he had the weapons. He did. He had the weapons, and sometimes certain years he had the defense too. But now you look at the Rams with him now. He has Cup. He has Woods. He has he has really good running backs in Michelle and Henderson. He has good tight ends in Higby. And his defense mean I mean I say more about his about the defense that he has led by Donald. But he's got an offensive line and that's the biggest change. Detroit yeah. has struggled forever to find an offensive line that it can be serviceable. Since the, day, since the days of Barry the yep. But Barry, you didn't need an offensive line with Barry. Just give him a gap and watch him do his thing. But Yeah, but now it seems like for Swift, you have to give him an eternity to, in order for him to <laughs> take a gap to get through. The Colts, no surprise over the Texans. The Texans are just one of those teams that no one's really paying attention to anymore. <laughs> the former, I could say former, former battle of the Native American teams between the Chiefs and Washington. Which the they retired Sean the late great Sean Taylor's 
number of 21 when he was a member of the Redskins. Yeah. Yes, he was a member of the Redskins, not of the current name that this team has. Um, but Washington gave him a little bit of a struggle until Mahomes pulled off Mahomes' magic, which we're all used to, throwing for almost 400 yards, 31-13 final. I still own you. Greatest line of all time. <laughs> that makes me despise Aaron Rodgers even more. Oh, <laughs> it made me happy to like. I don't really like Aaron, but I I like him a little bit more now. You go into Chicago or against Chicago and tell him, hey, I own you. And he said some other expletives in there that I was like, <laughs> yo, you're the man. That we cannot repeat, but yeah, that this makes me. Mm, I miss. <laughs> I can see it on your face. Yeah. <laughs> it really bothers you. <laughs> it, it does. He just bothers me. Every time they pan, they just go to a, the game that he's playing in, I'm just like, I'm just immediately bothered. I don't like it. I just, I hate Green Bay. Hate Aaron <clears throat> I hate Green Bay, but Aaron, he's got this new demeanor about him that i got to give him credit for. He just does not care. Yeah. But there's another team that we talked about. We said the Rams, you know, are, you know they're, they're looking great. There's another team out there in their division that's, you know, we talk about the Lions that they're the only one this team. The Cardinals are the only team that does not have a loss, which is incredible. They took care of Cleveland, and everyone's like, Cleveland's going to be great this year. No, they're not. <laughs> nope. nope. And, no, they're not. They're just a little bit better than the Lions. They got to the playoffs last year. Congrats, you got to the playoffs, but it's over. Baker is probably one of the most overrated quarterbacks in this league today. And Chubb's out. Kareem Hunt got carted off. Odell can't do nothing. Jarvis Landry can't do anything. Their defense is in the middle of the, t- like in the mid twenties when it comes in the, you know, with Pat against the pass and the rush. They stood no chance against Arizona, especially when you have Murray, you have D Hop, you have AJ Green, which Cleveland fans are, are probably sick of seeing him on this past Sunday. After all the work he did in Cincy for all those years. Um, Chase Edmonds, Connor, even their defense of J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Arizona looks like a contender in the, in the NFC. I really, I really want to see, you know, potentially what a L.A.-Arizona playoff matchup could be. Be a good one. In, in L.A. Rams-Tampa Bay conference championship yeah. would be. An Arizona Tampa Bay championship would look like. That's what I think we're going to get, to be honest with you. Once again, Sanford will come just short. Yeah. Just in a different kind of way. <laughs> um, the Cowboys and the Patriots was an interesting one, for sure. Uh, the Cowboys get that uh, Diggs interception. They take the lead. Next play, you're a contender to the rookie of the year, Mac Jones. Throws a 75-yard touchdown. Yep. And then, so two touchdowns in 16 seconds. That's like almost getting a, two goals in, two, in, in 10 seconds or right. one second or something like that. That's the equivalent that we have in football. It's yep. just like, what? Um, and then Dallas wins another 35-yard touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb in overtime, beat the Patriots 35-29. Yeah, like I said in the beginning, oh, this, is the, this is Washington's division. Yeah, that might be slipping away because the – 
I, I, I'm not I'm not going to say it, but you know Dallas has a better record than Washington does. That's all I'm going to say about that. You want me to say Dallas is back? Because it seems like Dallas is back. <laughs> Dak is looking good. Zeke all of a sudden's got he's back to his old form. He's not putting up 150 yard games, but he's running hard. And C.D. Lamb's a monster. Yeah. And you mentioned him, Trayvon Diggs. Seven interceptions, six interceptions, something crazy as a rookie. Not being confused with Clangery Diggs of Seattle. Or his brother, Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, well, yeah, they're playing Monday, Yeah, they're playing against the Titans on Monday night, so we'll give you a result on that next week. Raiders take care of the Grudenless Raiders. That was a shock, too. Take care of the Broncos, 34-24 in Mile High. Denver still looks like they could be a seven-seat playoff team. My Broncos still look like they can do that. As long as Bridgewater stays, stays healthy, no fan stays healthy, Melvin Gordon stays healthy, our receivers stay healthy, of Cortland Sutton and KJ Hamler and Hamler and all those guys, as long as they stay healthy, we'll be fine. And please let Vaughn Miller stay healthy, too. That we Broncos cannot afford that. Which, they have a quick turnaround. They, they go to Cleveland on Thursday night. Uh, this last one, uh, rematch of Super Bowl Forty that was in Detroit, Pittsburgh, just like just like in that game, took it from Seattle twenty three to twenty in overtime. Just no Russell Wilson, no Chris Carson. Geno starting his first game and feels like twenty years. Um, but yeah, it was just just a just a bad just a recipe for disaster for Seattle and Pittsburgh barely got out of that one. But Najee Harris is looking fantastic. True. He's looking fantastic. And our boss, Mitch, absolutely is head over heels in love with Pittsburgh. And he's <laughs> head over heels in love with uh, Najee Harris. And, you know, he's, he's probably given his thoughts about Pittsburgh in the past. But, yeah, Najee looks really good. So heading into, next, heading into week seven, we're almost to the halfway point of the NFL season, which is crazy to think about. Broncos and Browns Thursday night. Interesting. Chiefs and Titans, very interesting. Yep. Washington and Green Bay, interesting. Cincinnati, Baltimore could be interesting. That'll be a good game, That'll I think. That'll be interesting. Panthers, Giants, eh. Falcons, Dolphins, eh. Jets, Pats, no. Eagles, Raiders, could be. Now, this is one that I'm, I'm looking forward to. The revenge games mm-hmm. from both sides. Lions and Rams in L.A. I ain't looking forward to none of that. <laughs> That's going to hurt. I am, I am just looking forward to seeing what Stafford does to the Lions. Yeah. He's gonna, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to be interesting. There's a reason why this game's at 4 o'clock. It's a, it might be the game of the week. I'm not sure if it is the game of the week. It should be. Definitely. It should be because I think Stafford's just going to throw for, I think Stafford's going to throw for four or five touchdowns at least 400 yards. I was five hundred yards is in my head right now. Yeah. He's gonna five, go five, dumb. Five and five. That's kind of what I'm thinking. When you said the five touchdowns, I was completely thinking yards, but he could easily five, put up five. Five touchdowns, five hundred yards. I definitely yeah. think he's gonna try and show that you know he's what that he's doing better and that he can prove himself. And Golf is gonna show the Rams <laughs> on why specifically they got rid of him. Right. Because I think Golf is gonna throw three picks or more. <laughs> He could throw five picks. <laughs> like we could have a five and five type situation here. So negative five yards and five picks for golf? No. I was, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. my god! Don't even put that in the air. If that um, happens, I'm dead. 
It would. Bears. It would too with the Lions. Yeah, Bears and Bucks. Hmm. Interesting. Justin Fields gets to go to sunny Tampa Bay. Texans and Cardinals. There's oh a revenge game for DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt. Oh, they get that's. They're gonna hurt them too. Yes, they, <laughs> yes, they will. I won't be the only fan said this weekend. Colts and Niners on Sunday Night Football. That could be a good game. Interesting. I like that. I like that matchup. I like the Colts. And then a Beastquake rematch. The Saints are going to Seattle. In which, you know, there's they could have Chris Carson back by that time. They could, very unlikely, they won't have Russell Wilson back. We saw him in the cast and mm-hmm. yep. or the club or whatever they have him in. Yeah, his fingers locked. His fingers locked up, and he's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's done for a while. He's done until at least probably they said maybe week thirteen or fourteen, something like that. So, Seattle's just done. They they might have been a seven seed. They're done. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, Russell. The, the two the two teams in that division are the Rams and the Cardinals. That's it. The mm-hmm. Niners are not in contention. The Seahawks are not in contention. The Saints will be interesting because the Saints. They're not really. Great road team, but I just want to see how Jameis does. I just, I want to see if Kamara can put on a beastquake of his own. That would be Seattle impressive because Seattle's defense is one of the absolute worst in the league, rush and pass. I think they're like thirtieth or thirty first or something like that. Lions are like right there with them. <laughs> yeah. But again, hmm. I wonder if I wonder if Kamara will run rush run for over a hundred yards and two touchdowns. I hope so, because he's on my fantasy team also. <laughs> I need him to go off. Yeah, well, I need Derrick Henry to keep going off every week. Yeah, but you're blessed by the gods. He can just throw dudes with one finger. Like, <laughs> it's the most crazy thing I've ever seen. Derrick Henry is – and I love and I love now that we're in week now seven and everyone at the beginning of the year before week one was like, why, you know, why would you – you know, because I had a higher pick. I had the third pick. It was my choice of Kamara or Henry. It's Henry. And I chose Henry. And I went, why would you want it? It's a full PPR. Why would you take Henry? Why would you do that? Because of this reasons. Because Der- it doesn't, I don't, first of all, Derrick Henry's pass, ca- his, catch- his catches for the year already, are almost already passed of what he passed of what he did last year. Yeah. He caught 17 balls last year. He's at like 12 or 13, and we're not even halfway through the year. So they're starting to use him more as a, as a pass catching back. Yeah. It'll take... Maybe it'll take a year this rest this year, maybe a little bit next year. Hopefully, he can catch a little bit more passes than what we're used to not not seeing in the past. Um, but there's no question that Henry is probably the best running back in the league right now. Yeah. Because McCaffrey's out. You took that. You took that risk when you drafted him. You took that risk. Dalvin Cook, same thing. Took the yep. risk when you drafted Dalvin Cook. Henry. Knock on wood. You know, hasn't gotten injured. You know, hasn't gotten injured. Hasn't been injured in a couple of years. Staying healthy, good. Kamara stays healthy too. Yeah, that's also good. Those are your top two fantasy backs. Yeah. So it's just uh, very interesting. So before we leave for this week, the que- this the question of the week, as always. Just trying, just trying to think here of a very, very good question. Um, obviously, we'll be talking Michigan and Michigan State next week, and that will that might be the question of the week. I'm gonna throw it back. I'm gonna 
throw back to something that we did a couple weeks ago that we did for a team in green and white, but now we're going to do it for a team in navy and blue. I knew this was coming. I could feel it. <laughs> so, because Sean is just sitting there, he's just jump, almost jumping out of his chair with anticipation. Oh, I got so many names in my head right now. <laughs> so, if you can't already imagine the question of the week, the question is, when you think of Michigan athletics, the history of the Wolverines, you think of one person. There is a lot. You think of one person. Who is it? And why does your mind go there? Sean, the Michigan man. Anthony Thomas. Running back from the days of Tom Brady, Drew Henson, he was an animal. He competed with Ron Dane, who was at Wisconsin at the time, was running up crazy numbers. But I just will never forget him. His nickname was the A-Train. He used to run people down. I wanted to be him when I was a kid. I know people expect Tom Brady because he's Tom Brady now. But even at Michigan, Brady wasn't Brady the Brady. GOAT that he is. He was fighting for time against Henson. And even David Terrell, the wide receiver at the time, or Braylon Edwards. You know, I mean, there's... There's so many, but I'm going to go with Anthony Thomas. My first thought when you said Michigan athlete was Dylan Larkin. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> 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 I said Michigan. I'm like, she's going to go with Larkin because last time when we did Michigan State, she goes, and the Canada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. But my mind also went uh, Michael Phelps. Oh, that's a sneaky good one. That's, that's, that's really that's good. He did not go to Michigan technically. <laughs> technically, he did not go to Michigan. He trained at Michigan. Mm-hmm. He trained at Michigan for all those years, but well, he did not go to right. Michigan. But that, like, uh, sneaky. I like it. Mm-hmm. I but like it. I really too. do. When I think of Michigan, besides my old high school, my old coach of Casey Lapata, who used to kick for Michigan back in those days, you were about to yep. remember him. You know, I love my coach, but, you know, when I think Michigan, no, that's not the first, you know. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, you know, Coach Casey, yeah, that's the first name I go to. But when I think of everything else, I actually go to a coach for Michigan when I think of Michigan, and that is Bo. That's, a, that's, that is Bo that's what I thought you were going to do. Because the way that, you know, the teams and how good they were under Bo, or even, even the coach, even, um, not Rich Rod. Lloyd Carr, Brady yeah. Hope. Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr and Bo Schembechler are the yep. people that I think of. Not player-wise. Player-wise, the first player that comes into my mind is Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard. But Yeah, I like that but, too. You know, you guys went with players. I'll go with a coach because with Bo, you know, we weren't, we weren't even close to being around with Bo when Bo coached Michigan. But – the impact and the legacy that he left on that on the on the Michigan and the University of Michigan was incredible. Was you know it was that was you know the way that Michigan State has proven their ways the pat the you know the past seven years seven years ago with those Rose Bowl teams yeah. that was you know with D'Antonio Schembechler did that for about twenty years at Michigan and he made Michigan football what it is today. Yep. 
big overrated no um <laughs> oh, big, big it's just coming from my neck right now <laughs> big overrated program with no with no success no success no none, no success in the past five years no no success big, really since i've been a kid yeah welcome to living in the state of michigan um true but bo no i i kid and i digress on all that but bo was just it, he was he plus off the field he was a incredible incredible guy incredible human being and you know it's, I, I I forgot the day that he you know that he left that he passed away but you know Bo without Bo there wouldn't be no Lloyd Carr true there would be no there would be no Rich Rod there wouldn't have been Brady Hoke and then there wouldn't have been Jim Harbaugh <laughs> which it sounds like I'm going in reverse order. Like the reverse evolution, of <laughs> so that's a but, very good point too. But seems like evolution for Michigan was going in reverse. You're starting at man, and then you're going back into like tadpole, tadpole, <laughs> with, with Jim Harbaugh. But but Bo Bo carved into success in winning for Michigan, and that is who. I think of when I think of Michigan athletics, besides all you know, all the athletes and the great athletes that Michigan has produced over the years of Phelps, of uh, the A Train, Brady, um, you know, even the most recent ones, Jabril Peppers, um, Trey Burke, Lowe, yeah, in basketball, Larkin, just all these different sports, all these different guys from different eras, the fat, the Fab Five, of course. Yep. Uh, That's what got me into basketball. Fab Five that cheated a little <laughs> bit. Uh, no. But they were good. They were fantastic. Jalen Rose, all those guys. Yeah. Um, they, that, that was a great group that gave, especially Big Ten teams, especially Michigan State, a run for their money. But Bo is the guy that I think of when it comes to not only just Michigan, but six, the successes that Michigan's had in the past. That is who I think of. So as we wrap this up, Megan, John, any final thoughts before we depart for the week? Congratulations to the Chicago Sky winning the WNBA championship. Mm-hmm. Very solid. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to next week on our points of Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, that's it's going to be, be a good. fun week. That's going to be good. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. We got we got really good NFL matchups to talk about as well. For week number eight, and I yeah, week number eight will be for us. We'll have we'll have Patriots Chargers. We'll have Washington and Denver. Oh boy, two of my favorite teams going at each other. Eagles and Lions, Steelers Browns, Packers and Cardinals. will be recap. that'll be a good one too. We'll be uh, you know yeah that that'll be a big game as well. Cowboys and Vikings could be a good one as well. So all that. More hockey, more good matchups. We'll have original six matchups coming yes. next week with the Red Wings. We'll be talking to Pistons after their first couple games with the Bulls. They're back. So all of that will be next week. So we, so we're making them go. Sean Chase, I'm your host, Aaron Gamble. I hope, hope you enjoyed this installment of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Until we all, until you, until we come back next week. As always, get. Started.